Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 71. Ah, oh, it's the worst. I'm talking to my kids, so it's just like, hey, guys, please shut the fuck up and go to bed. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 71 of Dads Being Dads. I'm Chris Catronio, and with me tonight is Jason Fitzgerald and Randy James. Guys... Do you think it's possible that kids are deliberately trying to kill me with stress? Or am I putting that on them? Yes. <laughs> it was an or situation. We, well, or both the possibilities are... We discussed this before the show. I, it's, it's proven scientifically that you can enjoy the company of your children far more with uh, a little bit of beer. Maybe a little bit of, of your choice. You know, there's just too much. You need to actually slow your reaction times down because they're they're not operating at the same level of urgency you are. No. But my, so my question is, do you think they're deliberately trying to kill me with stress? Because there's times that I could swear they're doing it on purpose, seeing it, you know, eroding in my soul. Do you think that's... Your kids or everyone's kids? Mm, my kids specifically. Yeah, your kids, yes. I mean, they seem to love me. But then they seem to want to kill me with stress. Okay. Yeah. Well, I said yes. I do think <laughs> yes, your kids are definitely kids doing that. Yeah. Other people's kids. Uh, it's hard to say. That's the that's the perception. Because when we have other things on our mind, uh, what they what their wants and desires take a back seat. And you say, um, oh, actually, so I have a real story for this. <laughs> Oh, I got instead a lot of, of them. Instead of just making stuff I don't want to go through them again. I just got it's out of the room. It's it's not stress. <laughs> it's it's school related, and I think we discussed this a little bit. Sorry, I'm making some desk noise here while I'm trying to talk about this. Oh, bring it the rules. Bring it the rules. Unbelievable. Here, I'll so type we, while uh, you're we, doing it, too. I, sure. Terrific. <laughs> We've had our, our, not the first occurrence, not but... Not me, I'm um, silent. Ghost. Yes, you're doing a good job. We've, it wasn't the first occurrence, occurrence of this. My son, who just turned seven a couple days ago, um, has said he doesn't like school anymore. Right? Mm. And, you know, so you always want to find out. There's a lot of ways to react to this, of course. And I've actually, I've heard other parents just totally throw it back in their faces because I've I mentioned it to one of them and said, oh, yeah, my son has been kind of like ah, saying his stomach hurts and doesn't really want to go to school anymore. And, you know, his stomach may actually hurt, right? It's hard to, really hard to it could know. be stress. Like he'd be worried about something going on at school. Yeah, and they, well, they they snap react and say, "Oh yeah, my kids tried to do that, and I told them to suck it up, get back in there, <laughs> get back in the game, Jimmy." <laughs> okay, yeah, <laughs> I was like, "Well, uh, nice, nice having this conversation with you. I'll move on." Uh, but but not the stomach hurting thing. But he had some specific scenarios where we sort of talked through it, and he's in the situation where he doesn't move quick enough. I guess this is the point I was trying to get to. And what I mean by that is. Uh, I think this is my interpretation from what he's told me. He likes to draw, Chris, which I think you could appreciate maybe a yeah, little bit. I love he that. likes to draw. I loved it and... until I studied it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, studying things always ruined. Oh, I bought so, him... so bad. I used to draw all the time. I don't even touch yeah. it anymore. <laughs> no, no. I bought him a sketchbook for his birthday because I knew he loves to draw. And so it's his, got his name on it. He's been going through drawing each page. And he takes a long, long, long time. Yeah, drawings. Individual drawings. It's slow. Slow process. And, but apparently at school, his teacher has been 
you know, telling him to hurry up quite what? a bit. Can and I, nar- I narrowed it down. I finally figured out what she's been telling him to hurry up with. And it's really hard to get it out of the first grader because they don't, you know, he already doesn't know why she's telling him to hurry up because he has no perception of what it is that he's going slow with. And I believe the issue ha- is exactly in his drawings. In the huh. sense that some of these worksheets have like, you know, write out words, you know, just, just describe, write out the scenario of what's happening here or cut out the paper and glue it on and then draw a picture of it. And he does all of the word part and the writing part. And then he takes like five hours to do the drawing, right? But he can't tell me this because he doesn't know. Yeah. Because <laughs> he doesn't think he's taking forever. But I see him doing it. So I have to kind of walk him through it and say, you know, is it, does she tell you to hurry up? When you're doing your drawing or when you're doing the other part. And he's like, yeah, during the drawing. And, like, and why is she telling you to hurry up? It's because lunch is coming up or recess. He's like, yeah, it's usually lunchtime or something. And I'm like, well. And he's like, but I want to make it right. And, and then I don't know if he's um, if he's telling me that because he thinks that's what I want to hear. And I shouldn't be so suspicious. No, it sounds it, like right? he might be a budding artist. The the most memorable thing about uh the art vocation, I guess, Nothing ever feels done. You could spend a hundred hours on something right. and there's still like eight hours more you want to get to refine that, you know, piece of hair or that blah, blah, blah. It never felt done to me. It was the worst. I could never, and, yeah. you know, the professor's like, that's a wrap. And you're like, no, I've only just right. begun. <laughs> right. Class is not over. Well, the other reason why I think you're correct is when he goes to birthday parties or if it, whenever it's someone's birthday, we always have the kids just draw birthday cards because buying cards at the store is a waste of time and money and you know he fold up some some paper and he has he takes out his pencils or crayons or whatever and he will spend you know say the birthday is saturday afternoon he will spend a solid three hours crafting <laughs> some and he just keeps adding yeah. details right That's he awesome. writes writes the words then he does the inside and he goes back and starts adding flourishes and then so he's been in he's as we all know he's been into minecraft and i got him a, a a stuffed creeper for one of his nice. presents for his birthday. I know presents. We present people are probably wait a second rolling over. <laughs> Hold on, there. I always assumed you gave your kids a little something here. Back up. You didn't deluge them Back with up. material crapola. <laughs> <laughs> a couple little gifts here and there. Let them know the specials. Nothing wrong. With Wheels that. are coming off in the James household. Gifts. I got him. I think he's two, evolving. Did I get him two or three gifts? I got him two gifts. I think. <laughs> I did not wrap them. Just threw them at him. I gave there you them go. to him on. I'll get used to this. I gave them to him on different <laughs> different days. Uh, like one I gave him before his birthday, and then one on. I think there was a third one. I can't remember. Uh, one was a stuffed creeper, and one was a a Minecraft Lego set. Nice. So, huh? I'm surprised you went for that too, because I found them a little light on content for the cost. The Minecraft sets, yeah, yeah, they're very expensive, and there's just mm-hmm. a bunch of little, little bitty. They were pieces. below, they were below the threshold. There's a lot of little bitty pieces, but they were, they were still on, you know, seven cents a piece kind of thing. But you did okay. get a lot of the tiny one by mm-hmm. one circle light kind yeah, of things. Yeah, that's the part I was like, what? Yeah, I, I hear you there. So I think, I think, I think you're correct. I think, you know, budding artist is going to be some kind of superstar artist. Who knows? That's not the point. He enjoys it. Yeah. And he spends a lot of time trying to craft. So I had to, I tried to sort of set some, some self regulation and say, look, I think this is what's going on. I think you want to spend lots of time on your drawing to get it right. But what you're going to need to do 
And what I think you should do in school is like school has a different set of rules. The teacher wants to get these things done so she can move on to the next thing. She wants all the kids lined up. And it's as, as much as that pains me to sort of give them those, uh, those directives, like just mm. rush through it anyway, even if you don't like it. Uh, I give them the, the fallback. I'm like just, just do that schoolwork, you know, do the outline and then sort of add details until she says you're done and then just be done. Yeah. And when you come home, you can work on these drawings for weeks at a time if you like. You, you can do a little bit now, full, you know, put it away, do more the next day. I will never tell you that you have to be done with any one of those particular drawings. You can spend as much time as you want. So hopefully by giving him an alternative, an outlet, whatever, to the thing that's you know, being shut off for him in school just for timing reasons will make him feel better about it. Uh, he hasn't complained since, so I think that I, I mean, I think that might have been the only thing. It, it might be giving him skills to be a good graphic designer too, because you know you work within the confines of a deadline. Yeah. So the challenge there is to do the design in ta- on time and hit all the criteria: the, the right colors, right. the right framing, the right this, the right position of text, the right blah blah blah, blah. and that and that's mad stress in a way. But if you master that. Mm-hmm. Sky's the limit in graphics design. <laughs> you could be making, <laughs> be making 16, 17 bucks yeah, an hour. <laughs> you could almost make a living wage in graphics design with that, those skills down. <laughs> Can Some you people do really so well. Terrible. But. Randy, you, you, took this, you took off on this after Chris asked if his children were trying to intentionally stress, provide I did. stress. Yeah. And you have you mellowed me out, though. Thanks, bud. Good. You're welcome. <laughs> but I want to know the tie-in here. I was waiting for the reveal. Uh, th- thank you for asking. I- I'm welcome. mostly just rambling. That's my job. <laughs> there was I a found an time. opening for a tangent, and I took he it. He tied it in somehow <laughs> to this uh, stressful, their talking. stress, our stress. I'm not sure. Maybe I carried oh. it into them. Oh, that, the tie-in was, I think, oftentimes, one of you has to stop clicking your mouse. Often, what we think is... um. I can also hear myself coming back again. It's you the whole time. You're telling me to tie it in, and all I hear is mouse clicking and my voice coming back to me. <laughs> Turn your headphones Should we down. address this right now? What? I want to address this on the air. What? And now is the time. I asked specifically before our yeah. last show yeah. when I could type so that it wouldn't when you're, be disrupted when you're not to talking. the show. And yeah. you said when you're not talking. I know. So I stopped talking, typed a bunch. You said, why aren't you talking? I said, I'm typing. I typed a bunch more. You said, we'll start talking. I said, well, I'm done typing. Assuming that you would clip all that out, and then you left it in there. And I said, you left it in there. And you said, yeah, it's funny. So It's, it's very hard gold. to find, yeah. Can I finish my round <laughs> no, of talk? No, 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 because you're on me now again, because I'm clicking, but I'm not talking. <laughs> you need a you silent mouse. You want me to mouse. solve two problems at the same time. I'll send you the link to this nifty yeah, little silent, silent mouse, mouse that I got. Trackpad. No, just clip it out. I'm not talking. I did. That's a lot of work. You edit the shows. That's a but lot I, of clipping. No, I. I know. But I thought you just out the whole clip Jason track. All, Mute. All. Select all. <laughs> I can't win. So, not pretty much. Mm, okay. And Chris, we ship him the headphones. All I hear is my voice coming. That's back true. I got the headphones to ship. I'll give you this link for this <laughs> sweet, uh, sweet clicky mouse here. Oh, well, I just go to Amazon and do that. silent mouse. I spent like twenty dollars. Yes. It works pretty good. Okay. Sucks mm. for gaming. Just going to throw that out there. Jeez. It's so sluggish. Okay. Is that a swear? Nope. Sure. Nope. You know, I was thinking about this, this whole swear and bleeping stuff. The right? notes, 
I'm not going to get the notes done. That's not happening during mid-show. Oh, oh I love the notes. I know. <laughs> You're doing a mid-show. Fine, you, continue with your typing. But no, it was the clicking type. was, except the mouse the was a little loud. It was, it was very loud. I don't yeah. usually hear it. Just okay. foot switch with a mute, mute button. Tie it's it not. back in. Yeah, then we need a board, and it, it's, it won't work. I looked for so it. So the way it ties back in was uh, my my perception often is that the, while the, it seems like the kids are trying to stress you out, Really, there's a lot. There's a lot of empathy. Where maybe we're missing. Maybe it's actually that they have real problems they're dealing with, right? And their slowness to comply with what you're saying it's because they're preoccupied with some other super life, all-encompassing thing that to them is the world, right? I mean, boy, I caught myself yelling at my kids the other day just because, like, or last night, I think, because I forgot it was town meeting night, and I wanted to go. Because they were voting on all kinds of fun things, which I'll talk about. Wait found. a sec. You might want to define what a town meeting is. Us New Englanders know, but that's not a... It's called town meeting, like two capitals, <laughs> I think, right? It doesn't have a... But explain what the, the setup is. I don't really know what it is. Town it's it's meeting. a meeting with the Didn't whole town. But I'll come back to that. Okay. The point was I was right. late for something. And he was supposed to take a shower, and we went inside, and he starts, like, walking up the stairs on his knees. And he was, you know, drove me insane very quickly, right? So I snapped at him, like, you know, what are you doing? Just get up the stairs! Because like, <laughs> I'm late, and he's just doing his thing. Lollygagging. Lollygagging. <laughs> and, and I think he's doing this to me on purpose. Just like, that's the tie-in, right? I think just about everything they do, they're doing to me on purpose, but it's just not... It's just not true. They have no concept of time. I'm putting that on them. You're putting it on them. Yes. Yeah, so when so when they look at me and they and I say don't do that and they're like <laughs> and they go and do it more. As I said, your kids are are doing it. On <laughs> My kids are evil. Yes. <laughs> oh, what did, where honest. did I go wrong? <laughs> you're too. Uh, I think you're too. You're too kind to them. You're too. No, um, I'm not. Soft. Oh, are you kidding like. me? No, you've never been. You've never been in a house long enough you've heard me i'm not soft at all mm. mm-hmm. i don't hear any typing why isn't there any typing going on <laughs> how are we gonna get the notes done we need notes we need a fourth guy that has a silent <laughs> keyboard and mouse that describes <laughs> the best moments from the show <laughs> and we'll introduce him every week but he'll never right talk. well you want to hear about a stressful situation i guess my on. son's birthday party was yesterday and what we did was we had him pick five from four friends and I took them by myself. So me and, and five, five eight-year-old boys, or Ew. and almost end of second second grade boys, out to drive RC cars at a at a place about forty a half hour forty five minutes oh, away. That sounds fun. It was fun, but let me tell you, <laughs> <laughs> those guys from three o'clock when they got off the bus till I dropped them off, but till I got back home at seven thirty, where their parents picked them up at the house. So they were gone like four hours. They are. They were with us for like four hours. They were redlining the entire time. They never had a, no, a moment where they calmed down and like chilled out. They were just full tilt for Oof. four solid hours. Wow! I couldn't believe it. Uh, I was exhausted at the end of it. I <laughs> stumbled out of that car. They had a they had a blast. Um, I'm surprised the place didn't like kick out most of the kids. <sighs> Because some of the kids were not really trying to drive the cars so much, smash it into the wall over and over and over again. Oh, no. But they were patient, and the uh, kids had a blast. So. Nice. But, yeah, birthday season is done for me. All That's right. You get them all cleared out in one kind yeah. of yeah. shot, which is nice. 
I, I did notice we, we had a birthday party as well that was combined because the two brothers had a uh, two brothers had a birthday close to the same date. First grader and I have to say they were third graders. They might have been fourth graders, and they they were the worst. I mean they <laughs> they were awful. Jerks. Like they yeah. I mean I think the 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 first grade kids is you know in, in your your sons in second grade. Uh, you, you said redlining. I mean they were just going insane the whole time and just doing terrible things. And at, at some point, like I I was edging over to them to start scolding them about things because they made a game out of punching each other in the junk, which oh, apparently what? is a thing. Like, Dude, I remember that from school, the 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 nutting or I don't know what they called it, <laughs> but they did do a little snap. I yeah. I yeah, swear yeah, to yeah. God. And then I you know, I knocked the dude over, did what's the matter with you? Oh, what's the matter with me? You just hit my reproductive organs, you maniac. Like, what the? Like, where did that come from? That started up when I was in uh, grade school. And I thought it was yeah. the most asinine thing I'd ever seen in my life. It's and then I got in trouble. Every time someone would do it, I'd freaking knock them over or attack them until they stopped. And then eventually, <laughs> you know, after my detentions and stuff, people stopped doing it. But I'm like, what the? Like, it's the worst idea ever. And then it's to get kinda, incredulous that I didn't just, oh, let me just go along with that. That's hilarious. That's, <laughs> April Fool's, right? Oh, <laughs> God. Yeah. I know, right? It's, uh, I mean, this is a sensitive place. You see people <laughs> yeah. smacking it with their knuckles. Uh, I mean, even when you're a kid. And it seems to be, it seems to be, it's a big thing now. It's a thing. Uh, there's there's some discussion among the moms, because apparently this was happening in, in some of the first grade classes, too, and they're picking up from the older kids, and where first do the older graders? kids get it from? I don't know. They I seen, don't know. They don't saw know. the older kids in the bus, right? They, they saw the older yeah, kids. It's just the bus sure. is all, the root yeah. of all insanity. It just it, it just takes one kid to pick it up from another kid, and if it's hilarious enough to everyone, it just perpetuates. And that's why as soon as I saw it happening at this birthday party with the older kids, I, I, I beelined straight over to them. But before I got to them to start scolding them about what they should and should not be doing, all these children that I did not know, they took off running to the, the trampolines, the place we were at. So I was like, mm, you know, and I was so angry. I'm like, oh, because I'm thinking like all the younger kids, your little brother – and his friends are sitting right over there watching you guys, the big kids. And what do you do? What do you decide to do with your time? Punch each other in the junk. Oh, it's the worst. It's the Very, bastion of ignorant humor. It's I'm just sorry. A highly intellectual behavior. Oh, yes. my gosh. I, I, like, but I struggled why are you so a, grumpy, April Fools? <laughs> I struggled Same. a little bit with this. I understand you guys, neither of you seem to be on board with this. <laughs> nope. But <laughs> but at what? some point you need to like let them be eight years old, right? And sure. other time it's it's kind of a fine line. But if you give them too much, they will run away with it. Yeah, but my point is that eight years old, I thought it was infuriating then and purple. Well, and before I, that, okay. it was purple nurple. No, not they, this. Okay, beyond right? this, I mean other oh, okay. other behaviors that aren't. Uh, oh. I, I did have a keep your hands to yourself, keep your body yes. to yourself rule. But okay, good. some of the conversation and stuff, I didn't want to be like the. Heavy-handed chaperone that was, you know, kill, Buzzkill or mm-hmm. you know, Killjoy or whatever. But uh, but there was. My name is Buzzjoy Kill. Pleased <laughs> well, to meet you. As strange as this sounds, I was I think I was listening to uh, this American Life. I don't know some some NPR podcast, and it was big. Um, they talked there some very deep conversations about uh, sex. I can't uh, say the word, dude. And. A lot about consent, and I'm not saying these kids are having sex with each other, but 
consent was a big focus here. And I was thinking about it while I was listening. I'm like, yeah, like this is big. Because sometimes, you know, kids will like even wrestle with each other. And one of the kids like, stop, stop. I don't want to, you know, and they're saying, I don't want to yeah. stop. And the other kid is not listening, right? And they just keep doing it. And I, I think <laughs> this is something that um, you kind of need to teach about everything. Because we, we let kids get away with a lot of that stuff, like playground rules, yeah. you know? Yeah, like, oh, that's the rules of the playground, man. You, you know, you don't, you don't tattle <laughs> and you don't squeal. The first rule and... of Fight Club is you don't talk about Fight Club. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> like and of course, a first you know... grader saying that. Oh, my <laughs> right. God. And there's all, but the thing is, there's always bigger kids, right? And then it, the same people that were talking about, like, oh, you don't tattle, or also the kids are getting mad at bullies, right? It's, uh, there could be a lot of hypocrisy going on. Mm. I think this this whole notion of consent is like a really good idea, and I and I've been think I haven't talked to my son about it yet, but I need I've, I've talked to him about it in other ways, but not directly in this way. Uh, I, I certainly have talked to kids in the past about like you guys can wrestle, and I've told him for sure with his sister. But if you guys want to wrestle, like you need to make sure the other person also wants to wrestle, right? Right. And when they say no, you need to stop. Then you need to stop right then. You cannot just laugh and giggle that you're like winning and making them uncomfortable because it's a huge like power trip for kids too mm. like that's not acceptable right and that you could say that leads into other things later in life whatever i, I don't want to draw those conclusions but it's it's um well, it, yeah. this sort of relates to where it's like it's like someone is nutting you chris <laughs> and you're telling them this isn't acceptable i yeah. you know you shouldn't be doing this right and it, they think it's and then i fight back and then i get reprimanded for fighting back and there's our system at work, which is why I hated school so much myself, because the system was so hypocritic. That doesn't make any sense. It was a hypocrisy. The whole system was built on hypocrisy. I, I think and I've it, already shared this on the show. I had a principal scold me for standing up to a kid because the kid was bigger than me. And I, I almost flipped out on the principal. And, you know, yeah. I, I held my t- – I'm like, so I should just lay down and get beat up by – Jason, this kid's name was. <laughs> I'm holding back his last name because he may have reformed. I know he got pretty good at drums later on in life, so he, there might be a shred of uh, you know, something going on there. But yeah, he, he I, I got in trouble for, for fighting back. And I'm like, listen, this kid's hitting me. I'm not going to take it. And he's like, well, you know, we, he's bigger than you and you shouldn't be fighting. So you're both in trouble. And I'm just like, oh. right. I wasn't fighting until I started getting beat up for no reason. And now I'm right. fighting back. <sighs> but then again, you know, now that I'm older and try to keep track of three kids, I don't know how anyone <laughs> in a whole pack of kids can keep track of who did what and who's offender. But I'll tell you, Jason was in the principal office all the freaking time. And I was there like twice my whole tenure there. So, you know, it's like know your audience if a kid's a troublemaker, don't protect them, you know? Oh, well, we're tired. It's Jason coming through here, so he needs company and detention, so we'll throw Chris in with him, the kid he was beating up. Oh, that's brilliant. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> They're like, they'll just learn, they'll have to learn to get along. <laughs> mm. Well, yeah, no one ever said the principal and the teachers were, uh, like, yeah, what do you call them? Sociologists in, or something? Yeah. Um, child <laughs> psychologists? They're just, you're right. You know, I think I talked about this the other They're night. cat herders. Like, I know. Also. I know they are kind of so <laughs> you have to be. and it's I have empathy for them as well this is this is a hard challenge we're stuffing um you know we're 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 stuffing tons of kids into this classroom in fact at town meeting last night <laughs> I don't want to segue into this right away <laughs> get it off your chest man just let let it out they well they we had we were voting on the budget 
and there was a little bit of weirdness going on. So we have to uh, part of this town meeting thing that we do in New England is you you actually get to vote on whether or not the budget that is proposed is what you will use for the town. Now, if you actually vote no, then the town has no budget and can't do anything, which is also a weird situation. But you, so you really need to be there before the fact helping plan the budget. It's the moral of the story. Mm. Pretty much all the articles you're voting on, if you really cared about them, you would have showed up to the meetings and the hearings that happened before the town meeting because some of them, if they get voted down, are uh, basically just paralyzed the town, right? Like not having a budget. But one of the big things was the the school school was over budget. So they had to cut some things and they cut a teacher. Ooh. Among other things, right? And they list the teacher's salary right on there that they're cutting. And what that means is essentially just next year there won't be a position. And they're they're mushing some of the first grade classes together from the way they wrote it out. And it was it went from being a very sad thing, just like, you know, we regret it, we're looking for the money, and we pulled this from here, and we did this stuff, and yada yada yada. And we're really gonna have to let this, you know, sixty seven thousand dollars go. It was like, you know, so everyone can see what the teachers in the town are making. Yeah. Um and then, you know, on to article two. Uh We'd like to spend $2 million on huh. you know, oh. snow removal equipment and <laughs> such and such. Yeah, and refinishing the up. administrative off swing. <laughs> it, was, it went on like that for a while. Uh, and it was, it was just interesting how the, the person that was presenting, presenting these things flipped. And immediately someone stands up and like, yeah, I can't help but notice <laughs> that um, we just cut you know, several Someone's school things living. here. <laughs> <laughs> and you put the number on the board, 67,000 or whatever, and here you are trying to spend two. Well, one of the obvious ones later in the meeting was, which I actually did vote no on, the town with some free cash they had wanted to buy a parking lot that was available for sale. And you know how much we love parking lots. What's a town going to do? Do they have like specific plans for this parking lot? No, they wanted to use it as a parking lot and it was a very small parking lot and they wanted to spend three hundred thousand dollars on it and it was nowhere near anything important it's like five teachers and (laughs) right right well and so he answered the guy's question about the teacher and said well you see sir this is a capital expense budget item we're talking about here it's a one-time payment and the teacher payment is a recurring salary type thing it's like yes that's but three hundred grand is still many years. <laughs> yeah, that teacher could probably retire after that <laughs> pot runs out. That <laughs> we have to. And, can we can we cancel the parking lot acquisition in favor? I mean, this thing, this parking lot was literally no one would be able to find it if they actually wanted to park there. It was very bizarre. Uh, so, so those are fun events. I, yeah. I highly recommend if you do live in New England, you definitely attend your town meetings. I don't know where else it happens. Is it only New England? I don't think, but. <clears throat> They're, they're comical. <laughs> they're they're great. I mean, and frustrating. They all they all have to say the same thing. To I'd like to I'd like to what propose the article in its entirety except for the words to act thereon or uh, what did they, what do they say? I couldn't you take it. I would lose. I would lose it. You've I never been to town meeting. No, I couldn't take all that <laughs> preposterous and prop, you know, whatever. The they're pork. just following the rules. Yeah, it's yeah. Not <laughs> posturing so much is the. Uh, it's the, the formality of the arrangement. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Well, there isn't a lot of grandstanding. I mean, I know a lot of the people on the, the board of selectmen and, and, uh, and the planning board and things like that. And they're all very good people. And they all have good intentions. Um, so people are going to slip through the cracks, right? Um, or the parking lot cracks. 
well, he was legitimately excited about this parking lot, and he made his case, right? He, uh, he really thought this was a good opportunity to buy back land for the town, and they could use it, and it's near downtown, and yeah, it's a good price because we never get an opportunity to, to make property acquisitions near town meeting because for them to make acquisitions like this, they have to get a vote. So right, right. the timing is always bad. Anyway, so I thought he did a good job presenting it, but I still voted no. I, I, don't, I, don't, I think it was the last one, so they didn't read the outcome before we left. But uh, the, the hilarious one, this was my favorite part of the town meeting, because it had to do with what we were mentioning, I think, before the show or at the beginning. The fire department stood up. Uh, I think it was the chief in his, in his outfit and everything. He had his whole fire. Adds legitimacy to his cause. Suit on. He wasn't wearing the fire suit. He was wearing, like, his uniform. And uh, they proposed this feasibility study, right, which, which essentially is, like, Let's find out where we want to spend like a hundred thousand dollars to find out if we can do something else yep. with a lot more money, mm-hmm. you know, which we'll ask you for later. And <laughs> so <laughs> someone stands up, someone stands up, it happens to be, happened to be someone I know, and uh, <laughs> very. Very st- sternly, uh, let's say, or direct and to the point, basically said, um, yes, uh, sir, I just want to understand, and if you could tell us all here at town meeting what would be returned to the townspeople with the $100,000 that you are spending here, what what is the output from this feasibility study? What will they be able to see from it, right? Yeah, and you like, can see the chief like looking at this guy. <laughs> Sir, could you please repeat your address again yeah, yeah. to the <laughs> microphone? It's possible there might be a house fire later that's out of control. <laughs> Just it's like, woo. Yeah. Not that I'm saying our fire chief is an arsonist or anything like that. That would be wrong. Job security. But <laughs> oh, wait, what was it? I know. Now we're all like, guilty of libel or something. Like, Firemen we, didn't we make did the not cut. Oh, wow. Say, I just it was it was. I thought it was funny. Yeah, yeah. We were, we were making. Well, it's an it. awkward situation, you know. You got a citizen right. now questioning a local authority on. But I mean, that's the beauty of a democracy, right? Would well, it? And it, so they let the people decide if it seems to be worthwhile. So what was the, do you recall what the discovery would have revealed? Like, was it? Oh, they, they got it approved. And so they're, they're, they're trying to expand the fire station. Okay. Uh, so they're, so they're, they're just trying to figure out how to expand it and, and what they would need to pay to buy the properties next door. So it's going to turn into a lot more money. But there was some basis for this complaint because apparently several years ago they did they did a different feasibility study for a different location that was like $200,000. And they did the study and nothing became of it. Yep. <laughs> right? Because they, they were researching this plot that was like way on the edge of town, which would have made their response times shorter and all yeah. this crazy stuff. So it's, you know, town politics, right? Yep. Uh, and I was thinking a lot about this in relationship to coaching with the kids and just leadership sort of things and representing stuff in your town because who else is going to do it right if you don't who is uh and i'm certainly not (laughs) right i and i this is why i man i really should be a coach and i keep saying every year i should sign up be a coach and uh, a lot of the people i saw in town meeting are friends of mine and they're they're coaches and they're on the selectmen and the planning board and they're doing all these things. And you could think on one on the one hand, it's like, oh, they're just trying to get all the glory. And it's like, yeah. This is not a glorious job. Yeah. They're they're not hogging fame. And, you know, they are struggling to make good decisions that'll be 
good for everyone. Yeah, and then they somehow get, they strengthen get, the future of the town. Yeah, and then they get crapped on by everyone who sort of misinterprets the what they're trying to say and votes something down, uh, which would have helped the town, and instead, you know, it's bad. It's it's, it's up to interpretation. They have to good job, do a good job selling it. But tough gig, dude. So it's it's fascinating stuff to go to. I highly recommend you do if you're in a town that has them. If you're in a very large town, of course, it's uh, it's even more interesting because there's tons of people to manage, and it might be a little bit slower. A lot slower. Uh, I think I was at slower. one in at least one in Chelmsford when I lived there, and Chelmsford's a pretty, pretty populous town, and wow, it was long. It was hours long, just hours and hours. Well, we had two. We had a, the regular town meeting, and then we had the special town meeting after it, and Oh, you know, among these rules and regulations, the special town meeting was was on the books to start at 9 p.m. And they cannot start it earlier. So we finished the regular town meeting at 8.30. And they had to wait. Because it probably would have taken a town meeting to vote on rescheduling the, pre- the special oh. town meeting. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's that kind of regulated in that weird way. Um, it's interesting stuff. And, you know, now people get up and they talk and... Some people get up and say funny things, and some people get up and they say that they just really like what's happening, and they just wanted to say that they really like it. And some people get up and say, you know, go sports, and they yell yeah, weird stuff into the microphone, and they sit down. What? Uh, really? Wait, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah, wow. totally. Huh. <laughs> they get up and they say things that are so unrelated to what is happening. Uh, I just want to say Yeah, I just want to say one of intended yeah. Brady... <laughs> Seemed excessive. No, it's, it's, it's usually local sports. Okay. It's not. Uh, it's a, it's a, one person did get up during a different. Um, what do they call them again? The things, the line, the numbers, the articles. Come on, you may forget articles. Articles. It was like had to do with the the water treatment plan or something. And he got up in between and said, "I just want to say that." The, the jewel of this town is our is our sports field, and the the bleachers are dilapidated, and and the 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 visiting team has to sit on dilapidated bleachers, and that gives them a a a scarred impression of our jewel of this town. It is a jewel, and we should polish that jewel huh? with new, oh, he new went, bleachers. He committed full hog to the analogy. <laughs> <laughs> He said he said jewel and dilapidated a lot. Nice uh, about the bleachers. It's a hard hitting so, vocabulary words. So. so it was both the best thing we have in the town and the worst <laughs> oh, thing. That's perfect. <laughs> that guy's going places in politics. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, it's you know you got some time and you, it's a great way to get away from the children for any reason <laughs> you want to. There was, I mean, that's all it was filled with. You, you look at like. All the it was either the husband or the wife was there, right? right? And it's like, Someone's and they're all psyched to be there. Cause yeah, my Ooh. my husband's handling bedtime tonight. Uh. Like, yes, and they bring their. You know, there was a big, oh, there was a big bedtime. group of the wives. You had to say the b word. My gosh, dude! What? Just, I mean, I, we've taken this new thing. They've been the boys have been up till like ten at night, like almost every night they go to school now because of these giant naps and i think apart because of the pollen they're taking these giant naps did you try to have them shut down the nap you mentioned this uh we did but they can't they just they they can't they have yet to succeed they're like oh we try to keep them awake and we got all their activity bags and but but they just fall asleep yeah 
just fall asleep we coincidentally within the same 10 minutes. With their blanket yeah. and all we gave in clear and... instructions to have the daycare wake Molly up because she would sleep for three hours. Yeah. And they would just and let they're them. like, no, no, they, she, she did not. She's like, I try, I picked her up and I like <laughs> shook her like, around yeah, by the, like, <laughs> the feet. You're right. She said, like, I picked her up. I walked her around. I moved her. I basically was shaking her and she was uh, just a sack of potatoes. Like, and would, and then when I, you know, I stood her up so she had to hold herself up and she just yelled at me and then laid back down and went back to sleep. Yeah, that's what they do. She is a lump. So what we do is we feed them and take them back outside. So they get all squirrely at about nap time. They get all grouchy. So we give them, Mm -hmm. if it's lunchtime, obviously we give them lunch. But it's usually after lunch. So we give them a snack. And then I say, let's go on the bikes or let's go find some worms or let's go knock stuff over. And they'll be like, oh, okay. So they're all grouchy. If you let them just idle, they get all pissy and grouchy and and fight and all that stuff if you put them down they'll fight until they fall asleep and then they'll sleep for three hours if you keep them up they get past that little spot they get another wind especially if you fueled them up and they just go till five six at night and then they yeah, get that's the, that's the time to give them sugar if you want to give them some yeah sugar. give them a little kickstart a little shot of kool-aid a couple pixie sticks <laughs> Are those still you know, legal? I don't know why. You know what we did this week? I said no. You still took the kids over to play on the neighbor's lawn. Oh, oh the dog boy. lawn? The dog lawn. Yes. No, you didn't. You're lying. Oh, no, please. I sent them without me. I didn't go. <laughs> really? Did, did you? Have, you? <laughs> did you? No, but I do have some follow-up. I was going to ask okay. about that. Yeah, please, because I've so, been talking this whole so show. So Chris wins. He, he wins the recommendation. His recommendation to take pictures of the dog in the yard timestamp was what the animal control officer recommended but the timestamp oh. was in a sh- with a sharpie on the dog right <laughs> no, that was your <laughs> you, amendment you conveniently attached to your photos randy. you did just stamp the time onto the dog <laughs> if you set so, the date on your camera randy it'll have an accurate oh, timestamp. Yeah. that's right i remember that <laughs> Well, that's a long time. That's back when the show was much more. That was back when people used cameras that weren't their phones. Mm. Right, now they're just, people don't even know what those cameras are anymore. <laughs> Some of them, but yeah. yeah. Of us. <laughs> so anywho, the animal control officer called us back the next day. Remember, so it was last Tuesday. It was after the animal control had gone home for the night. So uh, my wife had called, left a message. They called us back the next day and they talked to my wife. And they said, like Chris said, to take pictures of the dog in the yard with timestamp because the dog owner could contest them and then we'd have to go to court and it'd be a whole blah, 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 blah. But, and he said that when he had called the night or when they had talked to the owner the night before, about the night before the owner had said, Oh, the dog didn't go over there, but, but I'll pay the ticket anyways. And the tickets are $75. So the animal control guy was like, Uh, I don't really believe that the dog wasn't there because he wouldn't pay the ticket willingly. He said, I've had situations, though, where the people don't even care. This one person paid $3,000 in in fees. Wow. $3,000. And still didn't bother fixing the dog's behavior. Yeah, mentioned this. Didn't care. 200 times, right? Well, I feel bad. I feel feel a little bit bad because that's... uh... Ah, these are tough situations because you don't really want your neighbor paying all these fines, right? Well, I mean, it depends if he's just... not doing a darn thing. Yeah, well, let him. Let me, the state let me it just that. funds animal control for the next, yeah. you know, X amount of months. Then they don't have. I to... know, but I, I always well, feel like I'm oh, not sure man. what animal control does. Maybe a warning. Great. You know, maybe like a, hey, next time there's going to be a fine. So, well, they were warned. They got warning. 
Okay. Yeah. Maybe I guess if he had warnings, that's good. But, but people guy- people love their ducks, and I feel bad because people are like people really believe that uh, no, we should totally be able to just have dogs everywhere. Yeah, no, should- no, you love your dog, and the dog stays in your yard. Period. Again, I don't I love, love my your kids. dog. My you kids love are- your dog. <laughs> just like yeah, Jason, but you want your kids running out. I love my kids. Should should I assume everyone else does and wants to put up with their crap in their yard? No, I mean <laughs> no, I agree with you. I'm just saying if I get getting seventy five dollar ticket in the mail is not great. Well, but here's where again. my sympathy ends yeah okay he said the dog owner said to the animal control person they eat their dinner a lot of times out on their back porch and the dog likes to see the kids so he said so the dog goes over there and blah 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 so he was willingly knowing this was uh-huh. happening mm-hmm. during again, a meal time yeah and you know that is fine if it's pre-established between the owner and you if there is consent if there's <laughs> consent to bring this full circle which we rarely do absolutely now yeah, he he knew it. Yeah, guilty as charged. Pay your fine, sir. And I think uh, you've you've uh, made it clear that there is no consent by issuing yeah. many tickets. But <laughs> yes. yeah, it's like no consent. It's in reverse too. I mean, uh, dog owners that have their dogs on a leash. To me, that is a a, um, a display of non-consent for other people to approach them. I mean, I'm not saying you, you should ask, but you, oh. you definitely should not take your kids. And run up to some strange dog. Ever. No, no one should ever doggy. do that. I'm going to pet him. No, no. No, you say, excuse me, is he friendly? Do you mind if my yes. kid mauls his face for a yes. while? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you definitely have to ask. Because we've had dogs that are like, we, we've had dogs that are like, no. Yeah. Kids cannot come near this dog. Because yeah. because one kid did run near the dog once. It scared the heck and the dog, the dog nipped at Ooh. it. And then they got in trouble with the like parents and grandparents of the child right and now that owner the owner of the dog is taking all sorts of flack because some kid charged it yeah. right and i feel bad for them like you were yes you're correct it's like you didn't right you shouldn't have had to worry about some child charging at your dog right. and then the dog freaking out we have you some shouldn't. walker dog walkers that are always their t- schedule is exactly when bus bus stop time is and uh they come by every morning and they get the friendly dog and they got the aloof but also friendly dog who doesn't even use a leash because she stays so close to her owner. She's just a perfect listener. And uh, then there's the squirrely dog. And I took one look at the squirrely dog, and I was like, wow, that dog looks unhinged. It's got – it's probably the breed. Apparently, it's some type of herding dog. It's like a light brown and white, and it's got these, like, crazy glowing green eyes. And it just always looks tapped. And when cars come, it, whoosh, like, lays down real quick. And and I and then what I found out was a herding dog – I could see that's like the you know the the instinct when they get real low and then get ready to charge. Uh, the dog has charged my truck before, uh, so I had you know confirmation that was completely insane. But I was talking to the, I, I noticed that they the owner she she always when it gets near the kid she pulls the dog away, has the dog laid down, and I look and the dog has a little sign on its harness that says "shy dog," <laughs> and I was like oh. I was like, is that a nickname or is that, you know, a warning? And she's like, oh, no, that's a warning because <laughs> she gets, you know, nervous around people and cars and stuff. It, apparently, she's a very young herding dog. And I was like, wow. I was like, well, that explains why she <laughs> charges my truck periodically. And but apparently, she's getting better at it. But, man, you know, you could always label your dog. <laughs> Friendly dog. <laughs> Unhinged <laughs> maniac dog, and I just put it right on the harness. Why not? I thought it was a great idea. Hmm. 
I'd put a, a sign on your dog that says "Beware of dogs." <laughs> yeah, that's very clear. <laughs> all right. Well, that's so, all I got, guys. Peace out. Yeah. All right. Good job. <laughs> I mean, if you want to hear more about town meeting, I've got tons of stuff there. Well, we, we also have a little. We didn't cover one more thing about the coaching. Mm. We oh, didn't, and the party. Yeah, coaching. Sorry, we didn't cover the. Yeah, we'll get back to that. We didn't cover the aspect of coaching your own kid. Um, I put some thought into that before the show, as you can see, mm-hmm. about six seconds worth, but we'll call it a few days, <laughs> uh, because I think we discussed it, and my conclusion was, well, my conclusion was it shouldn't be any different than coaching other people's kids, but you have more of an up, or I should, it, should, it shouldn't be any different than sending your kid to be coached, in the sense that uh, I think, I think... I have the most effect on my son because he can be insane. He's no angel. Uh, by preempting practice with a set of ground rules or games or whatever. Like, this is what I want to see from you during the game. You know, I want, especially baseball, right? <laughs> I want you, your eyes, wherever the ball is. You cannot take your glove off and throw it up in the air. You know, if you do, I'm going to sit you down on the sidelines. And if, if whether I'm his parent and he's playing or whether I'm the coach and he's playing, I it feels like the same rules to me. I don't see how I would change them, right? Especially if I'm the coach, because then I'd probably make more of an example of him. <laughs> well, right. right. Like if he's goofing around, it's it's actually easier if I am the coach, because if I'm the parent sitting on the sideline and he's messing around the field, I'm kind of interrupting the game if I go yank him off the field. And the coach is like, what, what are you doing? I, I didn't, I wasn't going to kick him out for what he was doing, but you're taking him away, right? So I want to do it. So in a way, I guess it's kind of like, I feel like the 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 harsher, um, like the more critical, the most critical person should be the coach because it's like the lowest common denominator. But mm. maybe parents could think the other way, where um, just let them roam free and do what they want during the game. But then free range, that's why I, free range sports. Free, well, that's why I set those guidelines. Like, no sports are supposed to be organized. You're supposed to be structured, right? And it could be hard to, to focus for that long. And that's why I'm like, look, when the practice and the game is over, we'll go nuts. We'll stay here for a while. We'll do some running. We'll play catch. We'll hit balls. We can do whatever you want in whatever way you want uh, without having any kind of crazy rules. But, yeah, if I, if I were the coach, basically, I would warn all the kids ahead of time. You know, you guys better <laughs> stay out of the dirt. You know, you're on your feet. You're not, you're not taking your gloves off. And, you know, you're, when you're sitting in the, the line waiting to bat, you're lined up side by side in order you're going to be. Any of you turns around, you're missing your bat for that inning, you know. Any of you get up and runs off for no reason or starts goofing around with the other kids, you're missing your turn at bat that inning, right? And I would probably do that so often the parents would get mad. So I'd have to turn it back a little bit, right? Because, like, no one's batting this inning because you all stung, right? <laughs> and that's when you realize that perhaps your rules are beyond the abilities of the age range. There's- yeah. Well, you got to – That's a I tough mean, one, right? Yeah. I think it happens once or twice, and they start to understand. And if you if you bring some fun back into it, right, you do some – I try to goof around a lot before the game. We always get there early so I can mess around. Uh, to get his energy out, to get him running, to get him get all his excitement out. Um, that's a good idea. But that's a kind of a discovery. Is that right? what like warm up laps were all about? Other than warming up, sure, just to get maybe get the jitters out. I think I think it's better to discover where that line, like to push closer to that line and then pull back. Though, I think I think you know making one kid sit down for an inning 
whatever is totally fine. And if, especially if it helps the other kids see that you're serious and then, you know, you make one kid sit down and all the other kids laugh at him. They all sit down, right? <laughs> you know, you end it all fast, right? I just, I don't like the, it, cause it just, it just, it falls to pieces and downward spirals so fast when you're trying to teach them something and they are, um, just messing around. Because the kids that are messing around are the ones that likely already understand it. Oh, right. And they're bored. And and they're bored. And it's like, well, I'm sorry for you that you're bored, right? I understand you want. So you can go run laps while the other kids listen. Uh, because you're hurting their chances of getting better by distracting them and disrupting them. And, you know, you're just, you're the one that's already got it. So you don't need to waste your time. So you're super bored. And I get it, right? But you can't have a group of kids all doing the same thing and not have some of them be bored without being super duper creative. So I don't know how, what that helps at all. I'm making yeah, this all I'm, I'm going to bring it, bring it back a little bit. You're a coach. Tell us what you I'm going to put a little more focus on just the relationship between the parent and the coach. How and many times have you benched your son? <laughs> never. I never benched any of the kids. Ah, uh, that's not true. I did. I did kick one kid out of practice once, but uh, I didn't kick him out of practice. I said, you're not doing anything on the field. Just go sit on the bench. So you have to go sit like, anyways, but um, I also coached women's hockey at the uh, entry level women's hockey when Ooh. my wife, before my wife and I had kids, and there was a lot of parallels there because it was a lot of uh, like people that had never played organized sports before. Now, of course, they're adults, so there, there's some you know uh, shortcuts you can take. Like I didn't have to help them get dressed, and they could tie their own <laughs> oh, skates. That's too bad. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Would have been the best part. No comment. But <laughs> as part of hockey, I had to go to like these clinics. Hockey is very serious, and especially in Massachusetts. But I had to go to these clinics to get like coaching certified. So they did. They did a whole section on like a little you know hour talk on this and the relationship between the parent and the kid. And and I applied some of these things to uh, coaching my son, my son and my my daughter now. One and I started different challenges. Uh, one of the things that they were really careful, they wanted to stress was don't, obviously don't favor your kid, but don't favor your kid negatively either. Like yeah, don't treat your kid before. Don't be any too overly harsh on your kid. Yeah. And I had an assistant coach last year that was just absolutely brutal to his kid. Huh, he was so right. hard on him and he was always like, Jason, what are you doing? Jason, you know better. Awesome. Jason, so you know how to swing that. Unbelievable. Never trust the name we use. So um, it was not my son Jason. His name wasn't Jason. So, uh, <laughs> but he was like super hard on this kid, and we were all like, "Whoa!" In fact, one of the other assistant coaches at one point was like, "Hey, why don't you let me work with Jason, and you can hear you you work with this guy over here, John, right?" So uh, he's got all the know, like the home frustration plus the sports yeah, frustration, right. and the poor kid was just terrified of messing up. Aww. He was so tight. He'd get in the batter's box and he'd just be like squeezing the bat, and it was just obviously like the kid, the dad was trying to like you know it was glory days through his kid and live vicariously and just ruining him. Aww, yeah. So I felt really bad for the kid, but well, yeah. But what you're talking about is is sort of. Uh, performance and I mean everything I mentioned had to do with um, behavior just yeah behavior right I, yeah. In, in no way I guess that's important to mention right because you know my son's oh, up sure. there hitting and throwing or whatever yeah. I don't care how well he does as long as he is um, I mean he wants to be there right, right? And so so if your kid doesn't want to be there that's a whole yeah. different story about like why are you making him do this oh, right, but right, right, right. he wants right. to play baseball so yeah. I, I, there, in no way do I put pressure on him to 
perform better. I give him tips, of course. You know, you put your yeah. elbow up to this. It's all stuff I've learned because I'm terrible at baseball. Um, what? Well, I- I had to do this with my daughter, though. My daughter loves playing. So my son didn't really like playing baseball so much, so it was like me kind of dragging him there, kind of exposing him to it, but then he got fed, so we're not doing it anymore. But my daughter, Grace, loves playing soccer, and I'm now coaching her soccer team. But she was coming up to me, like, oh, he's jumping up. Oh, hey, daddy, daddy, daddy. And it was, like, disruptive. So, like, to her, I had to take her aside, like, early on in the first, and I'm like, listen, Grace, while we're on the field, I'm your coach. Like, yeah, you, I can't have you keep jumping on me and, and you know, disrupting yeah. the whole play. But one key thing about coaching that none of the other kids on the team get, and this is more really a negative thing, is the car ride there and the car ride home. And the hockey player, the hockey coaches were always very strict about Like they always wanted to make this point, like, don't coach your kid on the way to the game. Don't coach your kid on the way home, right? So you can and I made this mistake so many times with my wife. <laughs> and I'm glad I made it with her and not the kids so much. But like <laughs> coaching your wife on the way home from hockey. Well, just because in a negative way. Like you're now you're done. All the other kids are going right. home, like, hey, hey, how's practice? And instead you're like, Now you did this wrong, you did this wrong, you need to work on this, oh. you can keep working like they just get like so overwhelmed with it. So, you know, you gotta like treat, you know, your kids, your young children like Okay, did you have fun at practice? Did you learn anything? What did you get out of it? What kind of like, skills did you can you get that you can apply next week? Like well, those that are kind of just the positive reinforcement. You can right. always do the like I yeah. I love the way you swing today. You know, I like I love the way you you looked where you threw. Uh, you know, you ran really hard. That was great. And don't follow it up with a butt. Yeah, no right. butts. Leave your yeah. butt. No, I'm gonna leave that one. Right. <laughs> so that's, that's really. I, I'm guilty of it too. I do it and I'm like mm, holding back. Yeah. Uh, maybe it's next hard. time a little more following the ball with your eyes. We're like, why didn't you do this on this play? Why didn't you do that on this play? And, and right. you know, and they're like, what play are you talking about? Yeah, I have what no you, idea. What like, going, you're reliving it all in your head. Right. Uh, <laughs> now, if you do actually really want to get into coaching technical details, we have some fancy technology in our pocket. I have filmed. Whoa. Especially with the, yeah. <laughs> Hello. Uh, I've done quite a bit of filming, maybe not a bit, uh, not a lot, uh, with, with your iPhone, especially with the slow-mo. I love the slow-mo. And you can watch it with them because you tell them all these things you want them to do. And sometimes it's really hilarious, especially, you know, kids when they're playing t-ball, you go, okay, get in your stance. And they stand like they're facing the pitcher, like feet point. No, no, oh, put your feet the right way and, you know, move your right foot. And they, they're, then now they're standing, you know, they have no, they, if you didn't tell them anything, yeah. they would probably figure it out. But now they're trying to do what you say, even though it's completely contrary to their memory of how they should stand. Right. And they do it anyway. Right. And they're, they're doing all these crazy things until finally you walk over and just pick them up and put them down and move their feet. And <laughs> there, you know. Right. So get a little bit of filming and use some of the footage. It's, it's fun to review. Um, but you got to be aware of the same thing, right? Not to be too negative on it. Just... <clears throat> you know, the whole baseball is weird with the keeping that back elbow up, right? We all know that one. Where everybody who plays baseball, put your elbow. I don't even know why you're supposed to put that elbow, but you're supposed to. Helps the geometry and, as you do the follow through, right? Yeah, I don't know. But of course, you could watch a YouTube video on how to swing and then sort of relate it. And you see, you could even show them side by side. You could find a nice, like, hey, this, so this is how this guy shows. And then here's your swing and see how this part is different and this part is different. You know, maybe you could work on doing this more next time, right? That's if you want them to. If you want them to focus on the technical details, sure. Like if you want them to get better, then you gotta do those things, right? When they want to do it. But as you said, probably not in the car on the way home. <laughs> yeah. And on the way there, <laughs> right? 
Right. Because it can wait. You just did it for an hour or two. And right. They're over Go get ice cream and be done with yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. So, day, uh, yeah. somebody hmm. else had a birthday this week. Hmm. We did? Who? You did. <laughs> well, you mean Max? A Max. Yeah. Well, I got through it quick. We kind of, so I gave him presents, I but I, we, didn't was... have, we didn't have a party for him. I know, but I thought, okay. Oh, yeah. I thought you had more birthday talk that we cut off before. I do, which was the, the trampoline party. Oh. Yeah, right. We went. <laughs> the dish, you know, what the you think? It's, roll it's, the dice. <laughs> It's a trampoline <laughs> birthday party. No, this was not a backyard trampoline. This is a facility. I know. Still, roll the sky, dice, dude. Sky zone. What? We mean with like broken arms oh, and stuff? Ankles, arms, feet, cuts, knees, lacerations, necks. Um, no one got uh, severely damaged. Max was a little sore <laughs> in his uh, core muscles, I think, because I watched him sort of take some interesting spills. Um, but you know, the experience is, was like always. Um, uh, a number of people did the drop off, which is becoming more prevalent. Mm, as they get older, the, the yeah. birthday the birthday song was horribly out of tune. I tried to correct it, and I couldn't. <laughs> I couldn't. I couldn't bring them back in. And we did it twice because it was for the kid and his older brother, Ooh. and they sang it twice. Wait, I, so did Max have a party? Tried. No, we didn't have a party for him. Oh. We had uh, we had his family over. Okay, but we had so many things going on on the weekends. We convinced him, like, look, we don't really need to have a birthday for you because you're going to birthdays. Every weekend, oh like the next God. six weeks. <laughs> so, so you don't know it. I mean, I did my kid's birthday on Friday and Monday. I agree with the weekend. Like, the weekends are too short. Yeah. Well, he was cool with it. It was fine. Yeah. We had all kinds of fun. We had the family over. We had a little family party. Yeah. Sorry. We had cake, cupcakes. Sure. Candle. But this trampoline place, same sort of stuff. Uh, drop-offs. I was left there with the parents of the child and two, I think, three other mothers. So you stayed. I stayed. Not only did I stay, mm-hmm. I, got I got myself heavily involved in the proceedings. Really? <laughs> I got myself a pass. <laughs> now, don't 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 let me don't let me don't let me mislead you. I wasn't like supervising the kids the whole party. They're, they're old enough now. They're on their own, right? Uh, I was enjoying my time on the trampoline park. Nice. Uh, plus, they they separate you by size, so I can't like go bounce on the trampolines with the kids. And they had like uh, they had basketball hoops you could dunk on, yeah. which was fun because I could do like three sixty dunks off the trampolines, and I almost broke my neck on the underside <laughs> of the backboard. Of course you did. <laughs> it's trampolines. <laughs> They're just built for breaking. They are, and I got I got yelled at a couple of times for landing upside down in the foam pit. They had a foam Ooh, pit. Yeah, that's bad. Dude. And that is, I mean, that is a ton of fun if you can get the right. I'm surprised none of the children bounced the wrong way off from the foam pit because it's just i mean it's a fine line between a trampoline and a foam pit and you got to jump forward and it's a real springy thing and it's sloped on the front and if you're jumping up going, i'm gonna jump as high as i can and you land crooked you you could just shoot straight backwards into the crowd <laughs> instead of into the foam pit and i don't know why that didn't happen more like i didn't see it happen at all oh. but my favorite thing to do is to get bouncing on the on for the foam pit thing and do one last super huge bounce and tuck into a ball as tight as you can <laughs> and basically uh, spin and rotate at the same time, like it, just an out-of-control meteorite. Into the foam pit. That's pretty ballsy because you just hope that you aimed right at launch because there's no correction after that. <laughs> no. Well, then it's better to stay in a in a ball, I guess. Um, so I never untuck. You don't untuck. And that's why I got yelled at because a few times I came – I landed upside down in the foam pit oh. and uh, – you know, they're worried about your neck and that sort of thing. Yeah. 
That was okay. It's really hard to get out of there. I mean, I was like stuck upside down with my legs flailing for a little while. <laughs> <laughs> we played some, we played some dodgeball. They had and by the way, the kids had fun but too. Who's we? <laughs> you said you weren't allowed to play in the area with the kids. So where, who's we? Well, other adults. We had a pickup game. All the town guys from town meeting came. No, there, so this this facility is was not isolated to the one party that was there. Um, so you and a bunch of bros were playing hoops and trampoline were, hoops? You were not trying uh, no, to jump on the No, it's it called Sky Zone. The, the, oh, yeah, the basketball hoop Sorry. was just like a Duncan hoop. It wasn't a full court. Wait, but the dodgeball thing was like one, two, three, four, five, six. It was like 12 trampolines on each side of the court, and they have trampoline walls oh, too. Trampoline dodgeball. Now that sounds pretty now, fun. Of course, everything's a trampoline. Yeah, right. I forgot. Sky Zone. Who, who are these other dudes? I don't know. They were just there. <laughs> what do you mean, just there? They're other they parties, right? Or are they just... Uh, no, I think they just They show up like, for a, a just... stiff competition in aerial dodgeball. Yeah. They were just having fun. You'll be happy to know that I won. <laughs> <laughs> well, one of us is happy. Three games. <laughs> <laughs> the two of us are not surprised. No, I, still... I didn't actually... The thing, I didn't actually hit anyone. I missed everyone with my throws because my arm is still a bit... Uh, so how wonky. did you win? Uh, I caught a lot of balls. Oh, all right. And other people got hit. So, so the other guys hit the people, and I caught balls. I still don't understand the other guys being there. They just show up at the trampoline zone, and I'm gonna go yeah, into the sky it's zone. A, hun. It's a thing. It's like going to a skateboard park. They like trampolines, yeah, I guess. Why not? Did you ever uh, see Slam Ball guys? Remember Slam Ball? No, <sighs> no. Slam Ball was no. I'm trying to remember. Was it like the? What the hell? Wasn't there a, a show, uh, the Man Channel, or wasn't there a channel on cable way back one that was for like dudes? Spike. Spike. Thank you. Yeah. Yes. Spike TV, and they had a basketball for game, but like in the channel. in the key, if you if I could use the vernacular of the sports ball, was it was all trampolines. I believe it was the key. It could have been even more. I think the more. whole court was a whole basketball court was a regular court, but the key alone no, was a no, yeah, no, there was definitely room where they what? could sprint and then launch onto these things. So maybe the middle zone was a small bit of wood and then it was all trampolines. And <laughs> they it was awesome because they would set up these plays and the guys who were really good in air could like really kinda it was just it was it, very interesting. They were trying to like, launch it as a competitive sport or something. I'm not sure it ever went anywhere. Um, but I it am. was pretty amusing to watch. So you YouTubers out there, look up Slam Ball. I think uh, Slam, you could see Slam the... Slam Ball. Oh, I think it was Slam Ball. No, I don't know. Slam Ball. No, yeah, it was Slam Ball. Yeah. It was pretty fun. I it, thought the whole court was... Uh, it, you know, I might be remembering wrong. Oh, yeah, I see some pictures. Uh, most of the court is trampoline. Yeah, but I they mean, good. Go ahead. Yeah, no, go ahead. Well, it was cool that it wasn't all because they could they could still get sprints and breakaways, and then they would go from full sprint and launch in the air, and then kadooing off a trampoline. <laughs> it was it was awesome. Right. Uh, it was right. pretty interesting. Oh yeah, yeah, they got the court layout here. It's four trampolines under the key. Yeah. And so there was, you know, some element of actual basketball and teamwork and ball movement and picks and all that stuff. And then there was this just crazy bonkers aerial. So it was cool because, like, you know, everybody could slam, but slamming would put you at risk. And you had to balance that with, you know, the right position. And And there weren't elements. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you had to wear pads. It looks a little lacrosse y in the gear because basically. I don't know how. 
I don't know how they didn't like destroy everybody's knees, and maybe they did. Yeah, they might have, but it was it was pretty wild to watch. It was, well, it was if fun. you miss and you land on one of those, well, like when you jump down on a trampoline, if somebody else comes in late, the trampoline's on its way up. Oh yeah, it's awful. Yeah, yeah there was a lot I did of that. that to one of the kids, a lot of big squashy moshes. Oh, I mean, it was no. Oh, what's the name? My other favorite show was the Robot. Oh, there's fights. four players on a court: a handler, a gunner, and a stopper. There you go. Pretty good stuff. Slam ball. Why did this go nowhere? I don't know. People don't like strange newness and trampolines. Newness. They probably everyone they probably had something like seventy five broken ankles with the first season. Yeah. So that <laughs> was just too many injuries. There's two alterations I want to make to sports, if I may mention them again. In closing. Lack of gravity. Basketball. Okay. Pull the hoop up like four feet. Baseball. Four feet higher. Place the Replace yeah, replace the pitchers with pitching machines. Why? Well done. I know I'll get yelled at by the purists because more hits would be more excitement. Otherwise, everyone's just like counting the pitcher stats and they're like, oh, oh my gosh, so baseball well. would never end. Uh, more hits, batting, it would never end. It'd be like two thousand no. to fifteen hundred yeah. <laughs> scores. Would no, be are you kidding? You could totally. You, you could. Uh, well, there's a couple of rules, right? There's a pitching machine and. It just pitches on an interval, and it does not wait. So all these oh. prima donna batters that like to adjust everything 500 times and step out of the box, they'd just be out instantly because they would miss all the pitches. And does it have two? Okay. They could use, like, T-balls or something or something squishier that doesn't go as far. You know? Well, huh. yeah. I mean, the thing with the baseball is you, you're getting you're getting ready to step into the box against somebody that's going to throw a 100-mile-per-hour <laughs> ball at you. You kind of want to think about maybe what they're going to do. Prepare sure, yourself. so that would change. Now it's just a machine. A randomized machine that just blats it out in some <laughs> crazy yeah. arbitrary algorithm. That would be cool. It, <laughs> no, it's always, it always goes for like fastballs. So right? it's just a short straight fastball. No, no, then <laughs> people would the, ace that. I would master ugh. that in like five minutes. And I'm not even... Home a, run. Yeah. I just Home run. Crack, crack. Home run. Crack. No, I'm telling you, but then you just make the ball a little softer. So can't oh. Well, then... then <laughs> no. So you need Maybe a random. It needs now you to change be your... dangerously variable at pitching. So sometimes like it comes right at your head. Other times it yeah. goes right off of the plate. Other <laughs> right times it goes at your nuts. It's like a right. oh. when it pitches at your head, it's a two hundred mile an hour fastball. <laughs> You've got good ideas, but the uh, baseball ones are not are not going to work. They did move the extra point for football back five yards. You see that? Uh, it's a good start, I guess. Why? Because the kickers were getting too good. I yeah, don't know. right. Because it's too close. It was too now close. it's fifteen. Now it's yeah from the fifteen. I mean, but it's only mm-hmm. the extra point, so it's, it's a big waste of time. Still, big impact. I don't know. Game strategy. Basketball hoop yeah. though. Those guys are getting too tall and too jumpy. Too jumpy. <laughs> they well, there's all they're doing now is just finding these guys that are nine feet tall <laughs> and just being like, you need to come play basketball. We'll teach you how. Just uh, hold the ball over your head so no one can get it and <clears throat> dunk it in the hoop. And you can just walk down the court because they don't call traveling on anyone. It's okay. Yeah, I've noticed that a little bit. What's all this sports ball talk from Randy? I don't know. I don't know because we're looking at this. He's all coachy sports- and stuff. Slam ball is my fault. Sports ball. <laughs> Slam ball. Still the best one was the, the, the robot battles. To bring it back to full nerddom. Slam ball didn't hold a candle to uh, what the heck is the name of it? Oh, come on, brain. Robo Wars? The one with the, the, the awesome robot fights. You had the spinny ones and the hammer yeah, ones and the flippy robot, ones. Robo Wars? Oh my goodness! My brain is the original cool. one yeah. where they really did a lot. Of, and Adam they had Savage, like the, pits the on guy, the, side. the MythBusters guy, had a team. This is yeah. before they yeah. were big. Adam Savage and uh, Jamie. What's his name? I think name? it was just called Robot Wars, as Jason has said. No, like six it was times. not Robot Wars. 
Oh, come mm. on, brain. Yeah. Robo Wars. Well, there is something called Robot Wars. No. No. And no. 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 Okay, we'll find it. Wait, hold on. <laughs> Those machines are pretty cool, though. They got, like, chainsaws or some of them, like, the flippy Blendo. ones. Maybe it was Robot Wars. Blendo was, was uh, Adam I want to get, yeah. One. That thing was <laughs> crazy. They're amazing. Battle bots. Get, it was battle I want to get my bots. kid in battle bots. That. Oh, that's the one. That is it. Battle. Thank you. Bots. I'm sorry, Jason. What were you saying? I want to get my kid involved with that. Oh yeah. Oh, I might have made the recommendation, but a good um, path for that is look up first uh, for inspiration of research, science, and technology. Uh, Dean Kamen's gig. They've mm-hmm. got first leagues. You could become a coach. The first one is the the Lego League. And so right, first Lego, yeah. yeah, yeah, first Lego league, and that turns into robotics league as they get older. So you start in the the youngins can start in with just Legos, and the challenges are like build something that includes something, and it's it's very simple. But they they always do they do a seasonal challenge. Coaches have to get a team together. A team puts all their noggin power together, and then builds this thing. And they submit it for judging, whatever. Uh, as they get older, they move to Mindspring, which are the robotic right. ro- Legos. Mindstorm. Uh, Mindstorm. Thank you. And then they um and then they move on to actual robots and there's always that same thing it's a seasonal arc and there'll be a challenge issued and you get it at the you know a certain stage and then you have to you know figure out how you're going to build and solve the problem with some constraints and materials and all that really cool really easy to get into for coaching too um, I think you only need a couple couple of interested people and you pay for like a little starter kit thousands of dollars yeah no no well, it's it's not, it wasn't that terrible for cost it was it was pretty fair I mean Legos are inherently expensive so it's not it wasn't all that out of whack yeah and and with something i think i'm going to save for next week but to give you a preview has a lot to do with this type of thing opportunities uh you know in quotes there uh the school systems school choice we've been entertaining this idea of like a lot of people move to towns for their school systems you know yeah like us when when do you make those sorts of decisions if and when you know can you and why would you uh i think those are it's interesting and i definitely want to talk about it because we were thinking about exactly that stuff like you're gonna move no but maybe do school choice what massachusetts allows school choice you can literally just say, I want to go to a different school. Now's when we got to leave him hanging. Cue the music. Cue the music.